Welcome to Truth Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Yvette, and today we will be taking a journey through the scriptures to learn more about the women in the Bible. I'm so glad to take this journey with you. Thank you for joining us. Let's go ahead and get started. Hey, welcome back to another podcast. Today we're going to be talking about Jael. Now, the way that they pronounce it is Jael from what I googled, and that's how the man pronounced it. Jail as an in incarceration, J-A-I-L. I always said jail, so I don't know which one is correct. Um, anyways, um, what we see about her is that she was very determined and courageous. She also sees the opportunity to slay an enemy of God's people. Now, her joy was that she was praised by Deborah and Barak for her part in the uh, victory. Key scriptures can be found in Judges chapters 4 through 5. So read that for yourself. Get the full effect of the story. Um, now, Jael watched uneasily through the flaps of her tent as clouds swept the blue sky and rain fell across the horizon. Sisera, she knew, had marched to Tabar. What good were iron chariots in a flooded valley, she wondered. Still, she remembered the stories of Moses and the people he had led across the wilderness. Had their God, she wondered, been asleep these many years? The sight of man running, then stumbling toward her, interrupted her thoughts. A soldier fleeing? What? Was that an Israelite or was that a Canaanite? She waited to see the identity. And what it might reveal. Who was winning the battle. She went out to meet the man. Surprised to find that Sisera himself was approaching her. Dirty and bleeding. Come, my lord, come right in. Don't be afraid. She welcomed him. I'm thirsty, he said. Please give me some water. Instead, Jael opened a skin of milk and gave him a drink. Now, a skin of milk was a sheepskin that they used as a bottle. Stand in the doorway of the tent, he told her. If someone comes by and asks you if anyone is here, say no. So, as soon as Sisera fell into an exhausted sleep, Jael picked up a tent peg and a hammer. Her arm was steady Her aim was sure. Quickly, she thrust the peg through his temple and into the ground. Like a piece of canvas fixed in place, Sisera had the great general laid dead, slain by a woman's hand, just as Deborah had prophesied. Now, has anybody ever had a splitting headache? I suffer from migraines, so I know what that feels like. And if you've ever had a headache or a migraine, can you imagine having a peg go through your your temples? I mean, a peg, if you know what it is, great. If you don't, a peg is, if you remember the nails that went through Jesus's um, wrist, those are this, the, that's a tent peg. And that's what they use, that's what she used to, to put into his temple to, you know, kill him. 
So just imagine that, that, that would be crazy, right? Okay. So Jael's a hero or an opportunist, or was she merely a treacherous woman? Now her husband, her husband, um, stayed cleared of, of local disputes. He wasn't a man involved in, in political stuff or anything like that. Her husband had made peace with the Canaanites despite, excuse me, despite his, um, his descent from Hobab, Moses's brother-in-law. Perhaps ancient ties had no longer seemed expedient, considering the power of the Canaanite rulers. But Jael had believed in Israel's God, or perhaps she merely wanted to curry favor with the Israelites. The day's clear winner. Certainly Barak and Deborah approved of her. Now, when they say an opportunist, I mean, I think they're really talking about, like, she jumped on the bandwagon. Whoever was going to be the winner was was who she was going to be on the side of. I mean, look, she even said it herself. Well, the book says it. I don't know if she really said it, but if she was thinking this, then you'd see that she was an opportunist and that she was somebody who just jumped on the bandwagon. Whoever was going to win, that's whose team she was going to be on. And that's what happened. If it would imagine if it would have been Barack coming, would she have done the same thing to him? These are all good questions. But it turns out that God already knew what the plan was. He already knew what was going to happen. He already knew what side she was going to take. He already knew the way it was going to play out. And this is why he told Deborah. And this is why Deborah prophesied. So, uh, Jael's treachery and Deborah's gloating strike us as bloodthirsty, right? All the more because we don't usually attribute such behavior to women. But by the standards of ancient warfare, both were heroes. Both were determined and courageous women who helped God's people at a critical moment in history. Now, the story of Jael and the death of Sisera is a God who promised never to forget his people and who holds that promise when hope seems dim and the prospect of victory seems close to impossible. God is at work bringing about his plan. When times are good, people easily get uh, forget God and go their own way. But as soon as times got tough, they went running to him for deliverance. Sounds like anyone you know? The story of the wavering of God's people continue even today. We so easily move forward on our own, thinking we can handle it all, until we run up against something too hard for us. Only then do we run back to God for help. Listen, what an amazing God he is. Always there, always willing to rescue us when we call upon him. And he's always willing to forgive us. Our God is good. Let's not take advantage of him. Let's not waver. I like the promise um, in scripture that says, when they cried out to you again, you heard from heaven and in your compassion, you delivered them 
time after time. Nehemiah 9:28. And at a time like this, that we're um, in 2020, coronavirus, um, social distancing, we can also hold on to this scripture that when we cry out, he hears us. And in his compassion, he delivers us time and time again. This is a timeless promise. This is his promise for us as well. So hold on to that promise um, in these days, okay? Now, I want to uh, reflect. And uh, we're going to reflect on, on Judges 5. So please read that. And, and just like I said, get your own revelation of what God is showing you. And um, it's going to be great for you. I know it was for me because the, it's, it just shows like now, like the things that we're going through now. Um, so let's praise God that he defends um, defends the enemies of our soul. You know, he defends us from the enemies of our soul. He defeats them. Uh, let's offer thanks that we can be instruments of deliverance for others. And let's confess any tendency toward passivity in our struggle against uh, sin and Satan. You know, we're not all perfect. We all fall short from the glory of God. Um, it's written in scripture, but that's not something that we should hold on to as, uh, well, it's okay. God understands. Yes, he does understand. He knows our heart, but that's not something we should hold on to, to, to get, um, to use as our escape goal. Okay, that's not a scripture that we should do that. Um, we should just be praying that we will turn away from sin and God will help us in our struggles because he knows. He already knows. Now, let's ask God to give us wisdom and discernment in the spiritual battle because this is a spiritual battle. Everything's a spiritual battle. People may come against you, but you got to see past the person and see what the enemy is doing and how the enemy is using them as a puppet. And you got to pray against that. Not pray against the person, but pray against the enemy that's using them and pray for any open doors on that person. So it's going to be very important during these times and times in the future that this is the way that we should go. The Bible is very important. It's like a, a useful tool. I never understood it, but as I read it and read it, I see how useful this this Bible is, and how prophetic it is, and how how it is it it's, it helps us in the times now. To it helps us to navigate. Um, I want to go ahead and close in prayer. Okay, Lord, help us to be ready so that any moment we can stand against the enemy and even deal. A decisive blow in the battle. Give us courage, discernment, and wisdom, and help us to stay close to you in the midst of the fray. Let us always be ready for battle by always being suited up with the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the shoes of the gospel, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next podcast. Join us next week. If you'd like to connect with us, 
look for us on Facebook group. We are Daughters of the King.